Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and you're on the way to work with me this morning. <laughs> and today on my calendar, it is clear. So that means after work, what? I have family time. Yes, I have no commitments for writing. And if I choose to write today, it will be in those pockets of time between strawberry picking <laughs> and working with getting a new air conditioning unit. Uh, someone's supposed to come today, so it's just according to if they come or if we go, if they do, then we go strawberry picking. If they don't, we wait on them. So, um, bottom line is that I have a free day in my calendar. Wow. I know. And so we've been talking about, you know, how do you balance and how do you how do you work nonfiction to fiction? We've also been talking about how do you balance time and in those pockets of time with your writing. I will say that the research has been going really well for the Sunday Killer and I have a brainstorming partner. It's not a critique partner, it's not someone that has read the book along with me, but it is another expert in the field who has graciously taken the time to let me bounce off ideas. And when you are working with thrillers, you know, any kind of book, any book, seriously, having someone with tons of background in psychology, man, if you've got someone like that in your corner, uh, thank your heavenly father because you know psychology human nature just predictable patterns and behaviors and what ifs and motivations those are some really great things to brainstorm with someone with uh, extensive background so that's what I did and it was fun and I got to talk about this you know the Sunday killer I also got to talk about my new book and how I'm working that and I'm already through with chapter three of that book so it's making like its way the progress is coming and even though it's slower than normal I'm very pleased with the progress that I'm making through the chapters because I'm working full-time even though I'm not homeschooling at night I'm still like packed I had a lot of events and activities this week so 
uh, to know that I'm down to now chapter four. I'm very pleased with that. I'm not going to like say, oh, how dare I not write my chapter a day right now. Well, I'm doing my pockets of time right now, y'all. And then this weekend, I am planning on Saturday to really catch up and try to get two more chapters done. And so with that opportunity to have in a free day on Saturday, what can that look like? Well, hopefully two chapters done by one o'clock. That's my goal. Um, and that way for the rest of the day, I have an opportunity to spend with my family and take care of me. So spending time with authors is also important for me and giving back to the author community lessons that I've learned. And this week I did that. I did an Eventbrite. Guys, y'all need to check Eventbrite under my Monarch Educational Services. Y'all know that that's my business name. Or you can go to jenlowrywrites at gmail.com and have me to send you the link. But you can type in, you know, events by um, Jennifer Lowry. And here you go. You can see what I've got coming up. Um, I just did the children's book one, and I got quite a few ticket sales on that one. Thankfully, um, that one is something that I think in the future I need to invest another uh, event with because I had people messaging me going, oh no, I want to go to this one, but it was the same time as another event I already had to do. And oh no, I wish I'm, I hate I missed this one. Someone messaged me that, you know, they couldn't because they're babies at that time, and I'm like, you know what, that's where I do the four o'clocks and then the seven o'clocks. You know, I rotate out my Eventbrite times. So when I go to the future Eventbrite and I go ahead and schedule this, that's gonna be um, a great one that can pull interest. Just because I saw what happened this time around, not only with the tickets, with the donations, and thank you for those who donated on there, it kind of like blew me away. I was like, wait, someone donated a, a, to my PayPal. What? What is this? I was so excited. I was like, look, Solomon, look. Um, and so I thought that was super cool um, that I had an opportunity to actually see, oh, that function does work. <laughs> um, so thank you for that, guys. But in the future, doing that one, the behind the scenes of how I put together my Fly Felix and me, yep, that one I need to do again. So I'm looking forward um, to sharing out that knowledge in the future. I will say that with Felix, you know, you know, going back and looking at that book, I just smiled. It just made me happy. I'm just so tickled about my fly Felix and me. And yes, I do need to do a lot more promotion with my books. I get it, guys. I know. Um, I just, I adore that story. And I already have the series planned. I already have book two written, beta read, and edited by my, by my um, lovely Miss Sally Shoe. So, you know, all I need is for 2022 for that one. I'm not going to release the second book. And it's How Do You Read a Book. Um, that is a um, pre-K and a kindergarten skill that is tested. Um, can students identify the parts of a book? Can they talk about the function of a book? And, you know, how do you work through the pages? So that one is um, a cute story, but it's also... Um, dealing with a literacy skill and something that um, 
is in our standards and in the expectations that students can be able to verbalize. So this book can help them to do that. So during that event, I met some new people. Y'all, that's the thing about events. It's, it's an opportunity to grow, to, you know, present your information. So one, how are you presenting? It helps pull out of that shyness, right, that I have. It gives me an opportunity to prepare uh, workshops, guides that now I have to go with that one. I created a, a workshop guide for it on canva.com. I have my slideshow now that I have for self-publishing 101 children's books. So now I can recycle that material out and I can put that out again as an event bright just at a different time of the year. And now all the planning and time, the print work that I went in to create this one event, I can continue to use again. So I'm really, you know, happy that I've had an opportunity to connect with new people this week. And I'm like, guys, you know, I'm here now. Reach out to me. Um, and so maybe I will have some more um, people added into the author community because that's what this life is about, too. is about sharing what you know and helping each other grow, but then learning from them at the same time. It's a reciprocal relationship. And, you know... If you guys didn't watch Jim Fitton's interview, you know, he talks about that, that whole, you know, that giving back and um, out into the universe. And you know who else did it too? Jaden Watkins. He talked about that this week in our interview. And behind the scenes, another author contacted me. Such amazing news for this person. And I'm so happy for them and how they're moving forward with goals that they have. And then they're saying, look, I'm going to give back to you. You wait. When this all happens, Jen, seriously, I'm coming back. And so, you know, we see the fruits of our labor over time when people are going after their writing goals and being successful in what they do. So I'm just super, you know, happy about how this week went, um, meeting new people, um, interviewing Jane Watkins. Y'all, if you please watch that. That's all I know to say. Oh my gosh. And he gives us great tips and he set up his virtual tour. And so this is somebody that we can learn from. I know I was taking notes in my brain and I was encouraged as well. So I read his book this week. I have one more podcast interview this week. And after I um, close that one up, I have two for June and I have two for July. And that's it, guys, for the interviews. Unless I am uh, contacted by my, uh, my publicist connection that I have with um, the top five. So, you know, if one of them contact me, yes, I will accommodate and I will make room. But I've already promised... Uh, three YA book reviews uh, for a publisher and so I, I was like okay I can do these book reviews and do some book talks on my podcast instead of um, author interviews so I have three of those planned but so that means I've got to read those three books and they are um, longer books so I uh, cannot do necessarily podcast interviews because I have other commitments that I've already agreed to um, 
So I've got to put all of that down into my schedule and look at those release dates for these books because I have the advanced reader copies from the publishing company. So um, I'm just making sure that I'm aligning everything up and I'm also giving myself that protected time and talk about protected time. So Solomon has a list of movies that he wants us to watch while he's home from Carolina. So my son, you know, he's in college and um, he loves to watch movies with me and I love to watch movies with him and he picks some amazing things that I would have never watched without my child. And this is what happened last night. So guys, I want you to go grab a pencil and I want you to, or grab your notes on your phone or try to remember this taking swigs of coffee on my way to work um, before it gets cold. But I want you to remember a movie. Um, it's on Amazon Rental. So I love my Amazon Prime. There are a lot of movies on there. I do Netflix. I do Hulu. But I also do um, rentals too. So um, I would really encourage you guys to find Fistful of Dollars with Clint Eastwood. Now, I know, you're like, wait, Jen, you watched a spaghetti western? Are you trying to write a western romance or something? No, I'm not trying to write a western. My son had it on his list. Now, if you go to IMDb like me and you start looking at ratings and behind the scenes and who's in it and what awards it won, um, it gets an eight rating out of 10. And I'm like, okay, let's check all this behind the scenes of this first, you know, in a trilogy of movies. How do they set up this character? So now I'm so interested in how this you know, character's life is going to be played out in the next two movies. I want to watch the other ones too. So guys, this, this movie had so many good qualities to it. I so understood why it had a high rating. Now, I am not an expert on westerns. That is something that I have never really watched a lot of. And my dad loved them. My dad would be so proud right now knowing that I sat there and watched the Clint Eastwood movie. I honestly think this is one of the first westerns that I've sat through. I'm trying to think. My husband loves Outlaw Josie Wells. That's his favorite. And he, it was playing when I was typing. And Josie Wells' name is in Offbeat because of that. It was in that moment, and Josie popped up. And she's one of my sweetheart characters in Offbeat. But I didn't watch the whole movie. I was like, I would look up every now and then while I was typing, while my husband watched that very long movie. And uh, But I think this is the one that I actually sat through and intentionally watched. Anyway, it's great for research. So look at character development. Look at how you've got your dynamic character. Look at the mystery, the tension, how they're building that, how they layer the character for emotional depth. Wow, y'all. I mean, it's got everything. Now, if you can watch a movie from 1960s and you can say, okay, these, how they get um, the fight scenes and how dramatic they are as they fall and, and roll and all of that. Just get over that 1960s, guys. Okay, spaghetti western. But you really do need to watch this movie if you can. And look at it just through the lens of the author craft and go, wow, look at how this is, you know, act one, act two, act three. And look at how they've built, you know, the positives and the negatives and the lines if they don't say much, what they say matters. And I really love the lines 
and the characters in this movie. And so I will tell you, I was thoroughly enjoying myself watching it. As all of those um, actors were sweating on the stage, uh, I was sweating at home without any air conditioning. So I felt like I was connected to them too in another way. But I will say that, you know, after it was over, I was like, wow, I was pleasantly surprised, Solomon. Like, you know, you got me on this one. He's like, I knew it was going to be a good one. And I'm like, man, it's amazing. So now I can say I was a fan of Clint Eastwood's movie, Fistful of Dollars. And now I've got things now that I can consider when I'm going back into my thriller work. Yes, you heard me. Because when I'm researching or when I'm writing a novel, everything is experience that I can then pull back into my work. And it's not even in the same genre, but it's got that mystery, tension, and suspense. It has all of that build up. And when are things revealed? And how are they revealed? And is it through dialogue? Is it through action? Guys, it's, it, is it the way that it was presented at the very beginning of the setting? And then you, you think back of that and you go, oh, wow. The way that that was just introduced was lovely. <laughs> so it gives me a lot of food for thought. Watching this Western made in Italy. I'm like, okay, this is the bomb. And now looking, you know, towards, you know, what I'm doing with the Sunday Killer, I already have it outlined. I already know who my foils are. I've actually added, you know, additional situations to the book to cause the, you know, these, again, these threads, because I want this to be a series. And that's something that I noticed when I did my first outline. Okay. I didn't quite hit the mark. And that's because, you know, I'm working this thriller world for the first time. And I was like, okay, now what do I do? So I went out and saw an expert witness and I got me an expert in psychology to talk me through it. And then I felt, oh, this is a thread. This is another thread. And that's when I decided to go back into my outline and just add those notes after that brainstorming session. And so, now that I know that Fistful of Dollars is one of, you know, of three movies, you can look at movies like that, too, and say, okay, how are they pulling out that character? How are they pulling out their series? And how does that art look? So, guess what? I'm going to be asking Solomon, hey, can we put, I don't know the name of the second one. I know The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is part three of that trilogy. I don't know what part two is called. It was something else, I think, about a dollar. <laughs> but I would love to watch the second one now. Um, he might not have planned to do that, but um, Mama might say, okay, my turn to put one on the list. Now, I've watched Dr. Sleep twice, and I've asked him, please, let's watch Dr. Sleep. Uh, he hasn't seen it, and I'm going to, um, I, I did have him add that one to the list for me. Um, and that one is something that I, you know, again, can use as research. But, you know, how do I take my life and, and balance it and say, well, well, gee, and everything can be researched for the author world. Exactly. It can. You know, just life in general 
we're taking it back with us when we come into our scene development our world our characters so looking at every opportunity even when I'm having family time with my kids I'm like wow I'm all into it with the author hat too now am I uh, to the point where I can critique a movie no I can tell you that I loved it I can tell you why I loved it um, I can tell you what was silly about it but would I go out there and, and start doing movie reviews now is that what my plan is no but this is a time that I get to enjoy with my family um, have that time but also say wow this was so well done and these were things I liked let me remind myself about character development at this point let me remind myself that I need to take care of them early on in the book so I can make sure um, that the, the story is moving but my reader is at a place where they can fall into it and so there's a part where I was not even going to have in chapter four I didn't have it on my my timeline I was like wait I need to pull aside I need a time where so like for example Clint Eastwood is going into the cantina and he has that conversation he has a moment with the owner of the cantina and I love that character I'm like yeah I need her to have that moment with Ben and I did not have that built in. It is almost like I turned it into, okay, we're back to business. We're back to the case. Well, no, there's gotta be this moment, this cantina moment where there's gotta be a pull aside in this conversation now between these two characters needs to happen. I, you know, like what's going on? Like, where are we? What is the pulse of this situation? And that's what happens in that cantina scene where he's like, okay, so tell me why this town, why are there so many dead bodies in this town? Why, why did I see him making so many coffins and who's the boss and who's the strongest? And I was like, oh, I probably need to have a conversation between Ben and Heather where he says, what is going on right now? You know, we've got this case on one side, we've got this case on the other, and we're stuck in the middle. <laughs> Y'all, that line that Clint Eastwood says, when I heard that, you know, it wasn't the two rival bosses. It was the two cases, and it was Heather stuck in the middle. My brain doesn't stop. But do you see how you can utilize opportunities like that when you're even watching a spaghetti western to then put your characters in that place and I'm like okay y'all I love that line and then the guys are just looking at me like you know my husband Solomon they're like what what is she talking about but I'm getting it and I'm going you know Heather has got this new case on one side of the road you know and on the other end here she is with this past case, her past situation, and it's still there, and, and it's not going away, and, you know, it keeps coming back, and it's like, oh, she's stuck in the middle, and I was just going to keep going forward with the new case. Well, you can't, Jen, because you've got threads there from book one, 
You also have a situation that is continuing from book one. You also have a relationship that is continuing in book one. And so, where is my cantina? So, then I started thinking while I was watching the movie. So, the cantina scene brought it to my mind that Ben and her needed to have a meeting together. They needed to have time. And where would that time be? Well, it would be at Bill's. And I'm like, yep. They're going to have to go to Bill's. And they're going to have to go for lunch. And they're going to have to work through that morning and then he's going to say, look, I need to take care of you because you're not going to take care of yourself. You are gonna, you didn't eat. I know you didn't. Um, you haven't stopped. You didn't even go by your apartment. You still have all of your things in the car. At least let's go get something to eat. And so Ben and her are going to go to the cantina. And then they're going to do this conversation, this kind of like who, what, when, where. Like, like, and that will help the reader fill in maybe some of those missing pieces if they didn't read The Sunday Killer, but it's also going to help to establish their relationship and how Heather is feeling right now. So, this is kind of going to build up some of that tension and start to show that she's still battling within herself. You know, am I in a place where I can move forward or am I still stuck in the past? So, man, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Clint Eastwood. Thank you, Fistful of Dollars. <laughs> Thank you, writers, for that. <laughs> Sorry I can't call you out by name, but you're brilliant. And so, there you go. I just modeled out. I did a talk about how I could take a movie that is so not in my genre, but so put me back into my genre and my characters. Why don't you try it? Your next movie, see if it works. Hey, it might not. Maybe you should watch Fistful of Dollars just to see what I'm talking about. And then you can say, wow, I can see these lines that she meant. Just watch it for its beauty of writing. Like, wow. <laughs> so, what else is on our list? So, we have um, a movie with Anthony Hopkins called The Father. Um, we've got Dr. Sleep, which I've already called out. Solomon uh, loves Quentin Tarantino, so um, we may be kind of just like surveying his work as a whole, um, going through it again. Oh, Get Out, because I've never seen it. I love Us. It's one of my favorites, but I've missed Get Out. And so, um, we were t I was talking with another author friend of mine, and um, they were recommending horror, and they were like, have you seen it? I'm like, I haven't, but it's on our list. It like is legit there. Solomon has seen it. And then I told them about us and they haven't seen it. So they're watching us. <laughs> I'm watching Get Out. We're going to be all caught up. <laughs> so, so definitely, you know, when you're thinking about talking about your books or your genre, or you're just having a love of movies, create a list this summer and explore it. And add some new ones that you may have never thought to watch before. You know, maybe do a Google search. You know, top 10 best awarded movies. Um, I did buy To Kill a Mockingbird, and I told Solomon he's got to read it first. But I bought that movie. I didn't rent it on Amazon Prime. 
Um, I bought it on Amazon. So I have it in my digital orders for him to watch because I want him to be able to experience that book and the movie. And I don't know how I missed it growing up, but I did. So now Solomon has got to catch up. So that is one of now on his book list for this summer. So my son has a book list. He has a movie list. And we've got, you know, tons of activities that we're going to be doing together this summer. So I'm really looking forward to our time together. And this is what we do as a family. What do you do as a family? And then how do you then, I mean, guys, mine goes right back into research. You can see. Um, and how do you balance that? So God first, and then my family, and then my writing. But my brain never cuts off from this world, as you guys can see. It always seems to cycle back into something with the behind the scenes. And now I've got to go and, you know, to Wikipedia and read all about the writing of this book and of this screenplay and how this was set up and, and all of this. So, so just trust me that my brain doesn't cut off. But then I say, how do I apply it? How do I move forward? And then I've got my next steps which is reorganizing some things, adding some little things, putting in some threads with my psychology expert conversation through my brainstorming, and then going back in and doing some additional layering of these threads and building in a new scene. So you see how this week has been really productive for me behind the scenes as I'm moving forward with book two, you know, Calling in on experts, taking time to research, that is beautiful because then it just adds more to the work that you're doing. Trust me. And it allows you to have this moment when you approach that blank page to have some tools there available for you that you can bring back. So can I remember 100% of that conversation? No, I did take notes. You know, I did have an opportunity to take notes throughout. Am I going to remember everything we talked about? No. But maybe there is enough there in this noggin that when I sit back in front of that page, then I'm able to say, okay, these are some key points here that I, that I got from that discussion. You know, I read a whole, you know, document just to get a couple of lines i'm looking at police procedural documents right now for in um internal investigations <laughs> and i'm doing it and guess what i'm probably only going to get like a little scene from it but i'm reading it so police procedural uh where do you go internet everything's public you find one in the police department somewhere and i found one and i've got it uh, it's public it's online and it talks about the steps that that police department goes through when they're having an internal investigation. So great. That helps me. Adds that layer, right, of authenticity. And it's through research. It's not just me saying, oh, well, I, I can make that up because I saw that in a movie once. Now I'm actually just reading the manual. And then I'll go back in and I'll, I'll be ready. When that time comes to edit, I can add it. So, like right now, I'm moving forward. There's little hints of it as I'm reading it, I'm researching it. But when I go back in, I can always fill in. Um, so there's promise, guys, with work because my first draft is getting the the words out there. My edits are polishing it up. 
Well, all right. I hope that you've learned something from all of this rambling talk I did today and this modeling of how I took a movie and then put it right back into the Heather Moody series. And I hope that you guys have a blessed one. I'm off to work now. It's early. I'm here way early. But I'm going to go ahead and get my office set up and get ready for my day. And um been turning on some instrumental music each morning. I love piano music and um, put it up there. Um, just for you guys to know that I'm, I'm really trying to focus in and we've got like four more days until exams. So we're down the wire trying to encourage myself, motivate myself and my students and my colleagues all at the same time. So, uh, find ways that you can build joy into your day. What brings you joy and, uh, continue to go after that thing. All right, guys, have a blessed one. Bye. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.